Welcome to Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymall. From corporate world to entrepreneurship, I own a marketing agency, SCM, and I'm the founder of Damn Good Marketing Live. This podcast is all about digital marketing, cutting the fluff, and keeping it real with you. If you're ready, let's freaking get it. Ah! I'm so excited. Oh my God. Like this, the energy is here. It is here. Um, also, we have bad weather coming through. So if I lose connection, that's that's basically why. But anyway, Perfect. guys, welcome Hi. back to the Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymall. And I have Keisha here with me. Y'all, we met. I probably discovered her last year when I came to Empower Her event. I was like, holy shit, yeah. I love her energy. I love that she loves the damn word too. And it's just so much goodness. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Shelby, I am so freaking excited. I love your energy. I love your vibe. I am so pumped about all of the epic things that you're doing. And we're going to have such a juicy combo. I can't even wait. Let's no, go. She literally <laughs> doesn't even like hold back. And I can't wait for the advice and the excitement coming through her voice. Because I feel like our energy is either you're going to love this episode or you're going to hate it and be like, I can't <laughs> handle this energy. It's too much at one time. But all right, let's back, let's rewind a little bit to tell everybody a little backstory on like how I met you. So Last year, one of my gal pals was like, you have to come to the Empower Her event with me. And I was like, okay, well, I don't even know what this is, but I saw your advertising. I looked into you and I can't, one, can't believe I just found you. And then two, I was like, holy shit, I need to go to this place because I want to see all these speakers. I love her energy and everything. And then I was like, I want to study it too. So I can be, a, I've never put on an event, obviously. And so I was like, yeah. I want to learn from her because I love, we are, we vibe on so many levels of I want my event to kind of be like what she does in Colorado. So I was like, yeah, this is awesome. So I remember all of it. And then I remember asking you when I was um, in line after the first night, I was like, okay, what are the details that I really need to focus on for the event? And you yeah. said, like, don't try to plan a wedding, like just do an yes. event value. And so yeah. what was your, I guess I know I've heard your story where you kind of said like you started yeah. your podcast and she has empower her podcast and you started your podcast. So basically like, I don't really know what direction I'm going in. I just want to talk and we're just going to vibe and we're just going to see like what direction we go in. Like kind of tell us a little backstory of like who you are, how you got started. Yeah. I mean, y'all her podcast has 10 million downloads. Like there's just so much good <laughs> energy right now with her. And so just give it back to us. Tell us what's up. Yeah. So I love this so much. Just even the high level overview of like what I did to get to this point is I listened to my gut because I think a lot of women can connect with that where you're like, you do the thing that you think that you're supposed to do. And then you look around and you're like, oh shit, this is not right. Like this is not it for me. And I climbed the corporate ladder and I had this really like visceral gut feeling that I was in the wrong lane, but I didn't know what the next lane was or what I could even do. And I always thought that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had no idea what that actually meant. I was like, do I have to invent something? Like, what am I doing? I don't know. Yeah. Right? Uh, but back in 2014 was when I got into this space. And first it was on um, the, on the side of a full-time income from a W2 job. My last job was working in corporate recruiting at Google and I was building a side business, which then was in network marketing. I loved that. I did that for like about four years, got to speak on epic stages, build a huge community. I learned so much. It was like my gateway into entrepreneurship. And then I got this very visceral gut feeling again, that this wasn't the right path for me. I wanted to create something else outside of that. So at the end of 2018, I started Empower Her, my podcast. And like you said, Shelby, like the intention was to just kind of like see how it evolved. But I really did want to like connect and build community. And then I wanted to, as the community built, figure out what problems the community had that I was most excited to solve. 
so then I could create solutions. So that turned into podcasting courses, like teaching other women how to launch podcasts, yeah. grow and scale their podcasts into live events and masterminds, a keynote speaking career for me and all of these different things that I did. And then now currently my husband, Sina and I are taking active income from my business and pouring it into real estate. So we've bought about $5 million worth of real estate in the last two years, focusing on how to like build community and me get to do my thing that I'm excited about, but then also pour it into something that's a little bit more passive. So that's kind of holistically what we're doing now, but yeah. also I just like really want to have a really good freaking time while we're yeah. doing this. And I'm, I'm so obsessed like you are of like making things more fun. And I just don't think it has to feel so rigid when you're building a business. And I, I'm yeah. just like a huge proponent of falling more in love with the process, you know? So yeah, and I feel like we live, in a world, we live in a world now where it like can be fun. It can be like exactly what yeah. you want following your heart. And so if those of you that don't follow her, she just had a baby, Brody, and he's what? Eight yeah. Weeks old? 11 weeks old? 11 like, now. 11. 11 weeks. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So when you did like, when you were like back into it, I was like, shit, she's superwoman. Like, holy crap. Like whatever. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how your mind shifted because a lot of people that do listen are moms and they're either in corporate yeah. world and like building that side hustle or they're entrepreneurs or they're content creators or influencers that get in their heads because they're moms and they feel like they kind of, I mean, yes, yeah. but you have definitely like dove straight into that because you are one that I've noticed, especially at the end of your pregnancy was I'm going to go into this with positivity because there was a lot of negativity around it. And now as you yes. as a mom that you're pivoting and you're showcasing a lot of like what you're learning and being there for women. So can you dive into that a little bit for us? Yeah. So I think the like negative connotation around pregnancy and postpartum and even childbirth, like I just really did not want to buy or subscribe to that narrative. And yeah. I mean, we're socialized to believe that it's all supposed to be like so hard and so overwhelming. And I'm not saying that it's not hard. And obviously I'm newer to this than you are even Shelby, right? Yeah. Or people listening in. But like I decided proactively, I was like, I'm going to love pregnancy. And so just like anything in life, it's like you look for all of the reasons to confirm whatever your beliefs are to be true. So I'm like, this is going to be so awesome. I'm going to look at this as something that I'm so grateful for. And I was also just so fortunate that my body handled it really well. Yeah. Um, but postpartum, to be honest with you, I felt really, really good to the point that I didn't even feel like I could talk about it, of how good I felt postpartum. The first six weeks, I was like telling my husband, even like behind closed doors, I was like, Sina, like, I've got this. I can totally build my business and be present with him. Like, I'm doing great. And I was, I felt like I was crushing it for the first six weeks. Like I did a keynote here in Denver at four weeks postpartum. Like my body was like kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, like bouncing, mm -hmm. like, you know, back into like how I felt before, but I was feeling even more stronger because I had birthed a baby and I just felt so awesome. Yeah. And then at about eight weeks, things started to get a little bit sketchy where I was like starting to create, you know, even this like mastermind that I was creating, yeah. but I was like, I want to do this. I'm so excited. I'm so passionate. I'm lit up even more than I was before, especially about entrepreneurship, because I realized the opportunity that I had to be present, the opportunity that my husband, who was once a dentist, who's no longer a dentist, got to be present with our new baby that I like wanted to help other women. But what happened was I was trying to build my business the way that I did it before having a baby because I had been an entrepreneur for nine years. And the first six weeks that actually worked. Yeah. But then as soon as the sleep deprivation started to like, just like <laughs> catch up to me, yeah. then I started to feel a little bit nervous, but I was like, you know what? I can still do this trying to power through. Yeah. And then I recognized, wait a second, I have created this space where I can have a lot of flexibility to figure out exactly what I want to do next with the baby and how I want to do this and how I want to work. And I'm not giving myself the time to do that. So I need to slow down, stop the majority of things that I was doing and just like give myself a chunk of time. 
So to anyone listening in that's thinking like, oh, I don't know if I can do this and, and be a mom, you sure as hell can because you would have never been gifted the vision to build this business or build your career and also be a mom and be a wife and be a friend and be a sister, be insert all of the other things that you are. You would have never been gifted this vision if you weren't also gifted the resourcefulness to figure out any how along the way. That's like a core belief of mine, but it's going to look different. So if you're comparing yourself to other people that don't have kids or don't have kids in the same stage of life as you, like new mom life is so different to like friends of mine that don't have kids that are entrepreneurs. I'm like, I thought that it wasn't that different until I jumped into it. I was like, holy shit, this is way different. (laughs) And so even just taking inventory of that, like I know that having a toddler who can actually talk to me is going to be so different than having a newborn who sleeps majority of the time. So it's like, I know that I don't know what's coming, but I trust that like, I'm going to use this as a fuel source because I want Brody and future kids that we hopefully have to look at me and be like, yeah, mom, like I can chase my big dreams because I watched you do it. I want to do it too. Right. With whatever their dreams are. So. Yeah. And I love that you, I feel, I love that you changed the mentality of like positivity. So like, I was like, shit, where the hell was she when I was pregnant? Like what? Like (laughs) doing all the net, like, you know, I just think that it's such a good pivot too for you to get, you've built this platform of women that like are obsessed with you in the sense of like, Keisha says, I can do it. I'm going to do the damn thing. Literally is what she says. Do the damn thing. And so the fact now that you're posting content on social and talking about it on your podcast and being unapologetically yourself about like, hell yeah, I started a mastermind. I I selected people and now I'm like, wait, hold up. I'm not ready. You've created such a safe space for women that are going to love this forever because it's something that isn't talked about. And there's a lot of stuff that when I started this podcast, I was like, you know what? I don't care. Like my whole mentality of like, entrepreneurship, unapologetically yourself, stay authentic to yourself. And if people want to jump on board and be on this community, that's amazing. And if they don't, they don't. And I love that that's what you've done, where it's to this point of, I'm going to share my fails of maybe it was, I was ready to come back, but then I was like, wait, I'm really not. Or the postpartum that I didn't think I'd have, but now I do have, but you're creating this safe space of telling people like, it's okay to be positive while building a business or being a mom. And I love that. What? It's so important because, well, I have to tell you, Shelby, that I've yeah. actually gotten a lot of DMs from people that have had positive experiences or also loved, I loved childbirth. Like I literally loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, And I have had people that have DMed me saying like, Kish, I felt nervous to say that to any of my even girlfriends, like people that aren't even putting content out on social media, because I felt like that wasn't the narrative, that it wasn't okay for me to like something because there's so much more negative propaganda about postpartum about pregnancy about everything about building a business about marriage about whatever it's like people are afraid to say the positive things and I'm like what like it's so true but I'm I'm not going to I'm gonna shake it up and if you don't like it exit the building like that's fine you know I didn't make you stay here wait okay so this is a great like transition to the sense of like uh the mentality and the um the mentality and like the whole foundation that was built around just like even women being very successful in a business and being an entrepreneur and being a mom at the same time and having those positive lights. I know you and Sienna are both positive. What was the journey when you, when he was a dentist and you were like, Hey, I'm going to do this. And then like that kind of that discussion where he was like, okay, well, I'm gonna stop being a dentist because you are like building this empire and community that I'm a part of now. Like what was that conversation? Can you share that with this community too a little bit? Because there is, especially where I'm from, like just a little backstory, especially where I'm from, there's a lot of the small town mentality. There's a lot of the 
small minded of like, oh my God, you're going to leave corporate and do what? And do like, yeah. how? can you touch on that just a little bit of how important it is? Number one, to have like a very supportive spouse of like, he was probably the breadwinner. I don't know. I'm literally just speaking. He yeah. was the no, breadwinner. He actually wasn't. No, oh. not at all. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Let's shake it up, girl. Let's shake it up. So, so in 20, so Cena went to dental school at NYU yeah. and when he graduated in 2018, so I was supporting us fully with my business. So I went full-time in my business in 2015 okay. and he was full-time in school. So he wasn't making any money. So I completely supported us living in New York. And then we moved to San Diego from New York and he started his dental career in 2018. And I knew right away that he was not as passionate about dentistry, but it's like this sunk cost fallacy of you've done it for a really long time. We spent 77 grand a year in tuition for him to go to NYU, right? Like it was like so much time invested. He went to school for so long. He got a biochemistry, like undergrad degree, like so much time, right? He's also Persian. So there's a little bit of this like cultural, like be a doctor, a dentist, a lawyer, or like what the hell are you doing? Or engineer, or what are you doing with your life? So he felt that pressure, which I don't think he was conscious of then, but I knew right away that he wasn't interested, but I was making significantly more money than he was making as a dentist in my business, even back then. And a lot of people actually thought that like, oh, you could always quit your business and be his like, I had people literally say to me, Shelby, like, oh, you could always quit your business and be his assistant. And I'm like, what the F? I was literally, I was literally making like three times more than he was making as a dentist. That's Um, the same thing what we were just talking about of the fact that like the whole narrative of women like being just because basically what I just said and you basically stuck my foot in my mouth for me but it's (laughs) the whole mentality of what people have they're like well he's the breadwinner you don't need to go do anything or you your little business on the side is like just a little business like you don't need to be doing that but they don't really know that aspect so yes continue yeah how all of that hand out. Yeah. So basically he was, he was practicing for a while when we were in San Diego and then COVID hit. And this is right when my podcast started taking off where like I'd been podcasting for a little over a year and it was starting to get some major traction. So at that point, a lot of people were like, Keisha, I want to start a podcast. Like you've started a podcast. We went on a walk. I had a post-it note that I was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast course. But since Cena was practicing as a dentist in California, when COVID hit, there was regulations that he could only do emergency procedures. So he went from working five days a week to only two days a week and not getting paid for the days that he wasn't working. Right. Oh, cool. So his income was essentially cut 40 per- into 40%. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I want to start this course. You could teach the tech side of things because a lot of times women get nervous about the tech and the editing. He knew how to do that for my podcast. And I was like, I'll teach the marketing, all the, like everything, community building, all of that. Yeah. So we created a course, launched it. And in one day when we sold 25 like courses of that day, like he, that was more than he made in the entire month as a dentist. So I think he started to catch on to this vision of like, wait, what? We also got to go for a walk and we did workouts together and we had so much freedom. Like, I don't get that when I'm practicing doing root canals because he didn't love it yeah. anyways. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't ready to like admit that fully. So we moved from San Diego to Austin. He got into a really amazing clinic, tried out a different environment. I'm a huge proponent of like when you've decided for anyone listening in, like you're in a corporate job and you're like, I hate this. Maybe you don't actually hate this. Maybe you just hate the environment and you just try out a different environment. Like a lot of people that are teachers, like maybe they don't like teaching third grade, but you try out high school or you don't like teaching in that way, but then you do online and you teach something else. Like there's sometimes it's the skill set, but taking it to a different environment. So we wanted him to try out a different environment. In yeah. Austin, he got an amazing job and still felt that same way. So in 2021, he came to me and was like, Keish, I want to quit my job. It was a Friday night. 
I had just gotten back from a mastermind. He poured us a glass of wine, like on our porch. And I was like, oh, let's go quit your job now. And he's like, uh, I can't quit my job. It's like 10 p.m. on a Friday. I was like, okay, quit on Monday. Because <laughs> honestly, I, I was 100% confident that like, if he, he wanted to get into real estate investing and he didn't really know what that meant. Um, but I was 100% confident that if he got out of an environment, like he's super smart and just like his, like his brain, I'm just like constantly like, what in the world? Like, how do you know this? Yeah. But I knew that if he got out of that environment, he could actually thrive even more. And then selfishly, I didn't want to be married to someone that didn't like what they were doing. And he was watching his wife for the last, you know, at that point, I'd been an entrepreneur for like seven years at that point. And he was seeing me like love what I was doing and have so much freedom and make more income than he even made as a dentist. So it's like he had that bug in the back of his head. And I was just like a total hype girl in that regard. Um, So yeah, he left in 2021. And then we started getting into real estate investing like about a year after that. That is insane, y'all. Seriously, pause. If you don't follow her, she truly (laughs) is her podcast and her just in general. She's all about hype. If you think my energy is like more for you to handle and you a hype girl, like you need to just go follow Keisha because (laughs) really all of your stuff is so inspiring, like pregnancy, positivity, husband, positivity, all that stuff. So what would be your advice to people that are looking, especially because I've had a lot of conversations around this lately and I want to be raw, real honest and unfiltered and I want you just to give it to us straight. Is a lot of like, when they're going, like I have a social media management agency or I do a lot of coaching for social media and online. And so a lot of people lately have been talking about how, you know, my engagement sucks. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like someone else is doing this already. Like what, why me? Like all these like things that are internal for ourselves versus what's really facts in reality. What is your advice when it comes to building a business online? Because that is more difficult, I think, than anything else, because you are watching other people all the time. It's kind of like a cancer in your brain. And just kind of keeping that mentality that is successful for you to succeed in whatever you're chasing. So give it to us. So one of the things, so John C. Maxwell has a quote that says, success to me is when the people who know me the best love me the most. So that's always the forefront of my mind, right? Because to be honest, it's interesting because a lot of times people think that they want the success more quickly, success with whatever their terms are, but maybe let's use, for example, podcast downloads, right? I've helped hundreds of women in the podcasting space. So people are like, I've done calls where I'm like, how many of you would love to have a hundred thousand downloads on your podcast this month? And the chat's always like, yeah, Kate, like, me, 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 me. And I'm like, okay, interesting. You guys are just starting. So to be honest with you, I could have never handled, like me myself could have never handled 100,000 downloads on my podcast the first month, even if I said that I wanted that because I wasn't confident enough to be able to navigate the negative feedback or the positive feedback because you don't want external validation to be a driver into how you're showing up in the world. Like, oh, people like me if I'm like this, so I'll be more like this or, oh, people don't like it if I'm like this, so I won't be like this. And it's almost like you need time to kind of build up your skills and more important than your skills, that internal belief in yourself that you want to stay true to yourself. Yeah. It's hard enough being a human, but if you're a human who's going around pretending right now, acting the way you think you quote unquote should act on your podcast, in your blog, on social media, through the content that you're putting out into the world, like that is so much pressure that you're putting on yourself that's absolutely unnecessary when you could literally just be the version of you that we all need you to be. And as far as like the people get caught up in the vanity metrics and comparing themselves, somebody else's carefully curated content to your behind the scenes, messy bun, just got into a fight with your significant other. Like, I don't know, your boob is like milking 
milking out onto your like leg or something. That's my life right now, breastfeeding. But truly, it's like, but truly, it's like, oh my gosh, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors for people. And isn't the point of building a business to, yes, make impact, but also to give you freedom. So you're not so focused on watching other people live their life that you're not enjoying your life. So I, for one, let's take social media. Some stuff I post, it crushes. And I'm like, who knew? Sometimes I post random pictures of carousels and like that does well. Sometimes I post a video that I'm like, this is going to crush and it doesn't. I do not hide my likes. I do not care about vanity metrics. I want to show people like do whatever, like put out content that you actually care about. And I think that matters more. And we put so much weight on like, I need to do what's trending. I need to do what everybody else is doing. Do what's going to light you up. Otherwise, what the hell is the point? Truly, I could go on this for hours, but oh my god, everything that you just said, I'm like over here, like yes, she's swinging it. Like the fact, vanity metrics, hiding your likes, buying your freaking followers, like all this shit, letting like letting the preview. Literally, you're getting a preview of someone's life dictate Mm -hmm. whether you continue to show up, start that business, leave corporate, have a great marriage, have kids. All these things that you're letting social media dictate is kind of like bullshit. And it's so annoying that like, I, pre- I preach all the time. Like I like to yell when I get passionate, like in a Me passionate too. Me too, girl. So it's fine. Damn, damn thing, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and so like literally in 2024, I'm like, cut the bullshit, cut the fluff. Yes. Because no one wants to see that crap. So yep. I guess like I, you kind of did give it to us, but I want you to give it to us a little bit more of like in 2024, yeah. how important is it to stay so authentic and true to yourself to actually eliminate being just sucked into like the other noise of social and like standing out? Yeah. Well, and I mean, honestly, I think if you're really so worried about that for someone listening into this, like really cut your consumption in general. Like you do not need to be like pick a couple of people that make you feel good about yourself. If there are people that are triggering to you, that's inside work that you get to do on yourself, but also like just stop looking at their content. Like you have no idea, really, you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors for anyone. So it's like the people that I vibe with the most, like they are very authentic. Like they're like people like you, Shelby, where like, I love like watching your stories because it's like, sometimes you don't have like, you don't have makeup on, you have like kids, you have stuff going on. Like it feels so much more like girlfriend and that's the positioning that I like. So for anyone listening and like notice who it is that you like to follow and why you like to follow them, because that's an indication of like what you should be doing for yourself in your unique way. But you cannot spend all this time constantly consuming other people's content because then you don't have time to work on your own business. And then what happens that really drives me freaking crazy, Shelby, is when people tell me, Keish, like I want to build a business. I'm watching so-and-so build this, or I've watched all these people do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, girl, you're spending too much time watching them and not enough time working on your own thing. And you're telling yourself a story that they have something that you don't. But the thing is, they're just working while you're watching them work. Like, yes. why are we doing this? You know, I think oh a lot of stuff can be done in less time. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn Good Marketing Live 2024 is back. Bigger, better than ever. A two-day marketing conference that you definitely don't want to miss. For our exclusive insider scoop, tickets will go on sale to the wait list February 27th through the 29th. And I'll tell you this, the waitlist has already exceeded the spots that we have available for 2024. So if you don't want to take that chance of waiting until tickets go live to the public, I suggest you check out the show notes below, click the link and get on our waitlist. I'll see you there. Let's freaking get it. I just want to like, I get so hyped up right now. I want to throw stuff. I'm like so excited because I'm like, holy shit, I need her on my podcast. Oh, okay. You're going to be our host from now on the whole year of 2024, every single guest. 
because it's just like it feel you know like what it feels like when you finally find someone that like you don't have to debate the real shit of social media it's just like you both align and you yeah. both believe in the same yep and so a lot Preach. of things especially i will be very honest like 2024 i came into it it probably was the end of 2023 i was like in my own head i was like letting other people dictate like competitors they were like there's this one girl that's literally i'm probably gonna regret saying this on this podcast but whatever um on my coattails like everywhere i go i see it she's the first to watch my stories i'm like what are you doing like what is what is yeah. going on but i let that yeah. bother me and i've never mm-hmm. done that i t- used to so mental was i'd post and i'd get off and i was just like you know what screw it if i don't go engage like i don't care my mental sanity is like i'm gonna produce content that's valuable to my community i'll communicate yep. with the people that i love and that love me and that support me and that is it and going into 2024, I really vowed to myself and I'm starting to preach a little bit more is like the people, what you just said that you don't want to see, you don't have to unfollow if you think it's going to hurt their feelings and they're going to make a big hoo-ha. You can just hide their shit and then don't go look yep. it up, go hide it. Yep. But it's also okay. It's okay to go unfollow and clean up the people that you follow. There's nothing against them. It's just your mental state. It's all about you. Like, your mental state can't handle it. So why are you putting yourself through it and consuming so much of stuff that you can't control? And so it's just yeah. so passionate about like, especially going into 2024, because mental state, especially if you live in the world of social media, like if you don't, if you're not careful with how you are consuming, you're going to get royally effed in the sense of you're not going to build that business that you're watching someone else build. You're not going to achieve the goals that you've set. So just, mm-hmm. you know, passionate. Well, it's so, I love that you said that too, because it kind of, like it's this interesting realization that I've had is authenticity, like, and trusting that someone is who they are on social media and who they are when you meet them in real life. Like, I love that about people. I love that about friends, right? Right away. I can tell if somebody is like who they are, even if we're different, like who you are, your values, the way that you show up, like I respect that because when I feel that someone's not being authentic, or even when I have people like I have people that I'm connected with where they post something, but I know what's going on behind closed doors. And I'm like, okay, this is like, these things are really different. Yeah. Um, it makes me internally, like I, I feel this like trigger internally of like, I don't feel safe around them. Like it actually goes down to this like core feeling of like, I don't feel safe because I can't trust you. I can't yeah. rely on you. And that's like, just like a core need that we have as humans. So it's interesting when you catch yourself being like frustrated by someone that is not showing up in an authentic way. I like to think of it as like, okay, you're a reminder to me of like how much I need to continuously show up and do the thing that I feel called to do in the way that I feel called to do it because I know that this is so real for me. And like when I catch myself getting frustrated, like I've, my husband Cena and I have had so many conversations about like, there's a lot of people in the Airbnb space that create Airbnb courses, but they don't have Airbnbs. And I'm like, how are you teaching something that you've never been done or you've never done? Or even in the online coaching space, one of the reasons why I wanted to create a mastermind. I'm like, you're teaching memberships, courses, masterminds, events, and you've never done any of those things. Or you're saying that you had a hundred K launch, but that was your one time that you ever had a hundred K launch. You haven't had, you haven't had a like steady, consistent business over the years. I'm like, this is pissing me off. Sometimes you get pissed off because it's a trigger and it's a reminder to you to say, hold on. This is not being represented the way that I think it should. That's because I am supposed to be the representation. Then you yes. need to get out of your own damn way and go do it your way, which yes. is like what you're doing, even with your conference and everything too, Shelby. It's like, you see that you're like, I don't want conferences. Like, I'm sure there's people that try and duplicate what you're doing, right? Or there's people that you see, they're like, why are they doing it that way? But it's not real for them. People can feel if it's real. They yes. can. 
So don't worry yeah. about people that are copying you or watching your stuff and like, who cares? You're doing it who your cares? way, you know? I think it's more of like, you have to train your brain to be okay with whatever everyone else is doing if you want to continue to watch it, or you have to be strong enough and ballsy enough to hit the unfollow or the hide button. Because yep. like, especially like with my event, like it, there was so many events, especially leaving corporate and saying like, okay, I want to do this. It's because I went to California and so I was getting done. And I was like, Louisiana people aren't doing this. Or yeah. I went to your event or I went to other events or I was a part of other masterminds and I was a part of all these other things where it was like, why isn't Louisiana doing this? And so I was yeah. like, okay, if I bring this here, it could fail. Cool. If it does, awesome. If not, like, holy shit, this is going to be great. And so the whole concept of it was there are conferences that are boring as shit here. I'm not a boring human. Like I love, <laughs> I, I love doing all, I have so much energy. Sometimes people roll their eyes and I'm totally fine yep. with it. That I was like, this conference is going to be based on the connections I have outside of Louisiana to teach yep. these people what's really supposed to be happening in the marketing world and entrepreneurship and motivation and mindset and all these things. And so it's like, I had to take a step back where I was getting in my head in 2024. And I was like, okay, why are all these people? I feel like they're coming at They're not. That was me being stupid. It, yeah. wasn't, it was just like me making shit up in my head. And I was like, they're not really coming after me. Shelby, you're unique in the sense of you invest in your business. Hence the mastermind, what I was in last year, the mastermind I was going to do this year, which we will when you bring it back. And so all these things, I invest in myself going to these conferences and stuff. And now I'm taking what I invest in and I'm bringing those people yes. that literally changed my life to Louisiana. And so yep. I just have to sit. And so like anyone listening, like you have to sit in your, in yourself, just basically what Casey just said. And if you see people are doing it and you disagree with how they're doing it, it's because you're supposed to be doing it in the way that you believe it should be done. Yes. And so it's That's just it. It's as simple and as difficult as that, because it's almost mm -hmm. like we we're going to make it more complicated because we're like, oh, it can't be like that easy for me to just go start doing this. It's like, it, it can be if you choose for it to be. You just have to take the first step and trust that after you take the first step, you're going to figure out step two, step three, step four, step five, and not get caught up and need to know every single step and worry about what everybody else is doing. Like if it's in you, like, and you're called to do it, go yes. and you'll figure it out, you know? Figure it out. Surround yourself with people that are going to motivate you to get it done. And then also be okay with investing in your business which <clears throat> investing in yourself yeah. you need to learn in order to be successful. So going into that, I definitely want to hear what you think about that because truly when yes. I left corporate in 2021, I was like, holy shit, I'm making all this money, but like, I want to keep it. And then like, yep. really dumb. but I was a young, naive entrepreneur, whatever. And so I didn't start investing, investing into my business, like employees. Yes, I did that, whatever. But investing until last year, I went into Jasmine's mastermind and it was like, oh shit, ton of money. And it was like, holy shit, yeah. like I'm either going to regret this or I'm going to love it, which was the greatest thing ever. But because it pushed me outside of my comfort zone and yes. shows that there's a lot more out there. When it comes to investing in your business, like what is your take? I already feel like I know the answer, but my community may not. So what is yeah. your take when it comes to investing in your business for you to be the best that you can be for your community? It will seriously grow your business and more importantly, grow you because you build this community of people that look like the direction of where you're actually headed rather than just where you've been. And it's funny because the first time that I really invested in my business was for a mastermind that was hosted by Chris Harder. Yeah. And it's called his elite level mastermind. You have to make 500k a year to be in it. I got my business to that point, And then I just came in and I was like, hello, I'm here. And I literally had no employees, no email list. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I was throwing shit against the wall. This is 2021. So this is not that long ago, right? I was making a lot of income, but I had no idea like how to scale anything. Right. And also I was kind of at the top of my game where I like from my current peer group where it was like, okay, so you've already done this. And like, 
wow, like, can't, can't you just like calm down now and kind of settle down? Are you guys going to start a family and like stuff like that where I'm like, what? I feel like I've just scratched the surface. I haven't even done anything yet. Right. I'm just starting. And so I got into that room and it was a bunch of other entrepreneurs that when I'm talking about what I'm doing, they're like, awesome. You've done it this way, but Hey, you could actually go here and it could be even more fun. It could be even more simple. Let me show you what I've learned along the way. And I think it's crucial to get physically like, I mean, all of, so my husband, Zena and I left Seattle where we're from originally in 2014. We never moved back. Um, but since we left every single one of my girlfriends that I'm close with is an entrepreneur. And I intentionally found them literally from physically getting in rooms, whether that's masterminds or events or going to meetups being like, hi, I'm Keisha. Uh, I don't know anyone here. Like, I'm just going to have to talk to people. And that's how I made all of my closest girlfriends that now I get to like lock arms with and go to that next level. and We get to go yes. together. But you, you don't, you feel so alone if you're the only one that's doing it. So you have yes. to absolutely get around other people. It's crucial. I think investing in yourself looks different at every different stage in your business. Like the investment that I made to be in Chris's mastermind was more than I made my first year out of college from an, a, like in, for, for one lump sum for the yeah. entire year, right? Yeah. It was a huge investment. But like, I've also found so much ROI from paying $600 to go to an event, right? And getting yourself on a plane for people that are going to come to your event. It's like, it is such a huge return. If you can meet one person that can say one thing to you, or is like, girl, I see your vision. You're headed here. I want to do that with you. How can I support you? It's just not the same virtually. Like you can talk about virtual things all day long. And yes, there's so much value in that, but like physically getting uncomfortable, especially for people that are introverted. It is going to be game changer for you. I'm an extrovert, but like for introverts that come to my events, I'm like, they change their whole life because they show themselves what they're capable of by just getting in rooms with like-minded women that want to connect with you. Yes. You know, it's everything. Yeah, I, I love that. So truly, I'll say this because so many things that you just said, I want to touch on. Number one, it is pays for itself because someone I met at your event, yeah. I met the last day, the last day, Keisha, yeah. she came to my event. She Amazing. was like, please send me the link. I need to come to your event. So I met her. I was like, holy shit, that paid for itself. She, you know, kind of whatever. And yeah. then I am what I've learned to coming out of the world. I always thought I was an extrovert. Like always thought like I was like, I'm going to go into rooms and I'm going to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm Shelby. And that is yep. not the case. I am yeah. that way. Like, I turn into a different woman when I get on stage. And it's like, I literally become different yeah. for the podcast or whatever. But Put me in a room of like yours, basically. I, I can, yeah. I'm going to tell you a story of this. But is, I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, on my phone, I was like, okay, there's somebody standing over there. I could go talk to her, but I'm so scared. And then I was like, what am I doing? I flew over here. We're going to go talk. Yeah. So I was like, and then my friend Barbara, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was literally in, standing in line to meet Trent. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell him like his story like really impacted me everything he was saying protecting your peace blah, blah blah like thank you for being here I just want to take a picture with you and like post it whatever she was like if you don't ask him to be on your podcast I'm gonna kick you in the butt like what is the worst <laughs> hey and I'm like yeah. right. I didn't do it the first time the second time he was just standing in the middle of the room and literally if this was like me this was Barbara she was like and I like basically <laughs> ran into him and I was like okay so like and I like talked myself out of it before I even asked the question I was like it's just a small podcast. Like, I know you're busy and I know you probably say no. And I know you're in your season of no's, but like, if you wanted to possibly, and I was like, what are you even saying? And he was like, yeah, yeah sure. And I was like, I'm sorry. He just said, yes. yes. What? Yes. And so I can like, just kind of go off of what you just said. Like she, you are 110% an extrovert. Like I love it. Admire it. Yeah. I'm an extrovert to an extent, but I'm an introvert in a situation where it's like, I'm uncomfortable. And I don't know anyone. 
Once yeah. I know you, I'm not going to shut the hell up. But <laughs> Getting in the room, introvert or not, and going in with intention of like what your intentions are going to be for the event or the investment that you're making. Of I'm yeah. going to meet five people. I'm going to try to be on their podcast or I'm going to try to connect with them and see how I can help them or they can help me or whatever. That's just huge. And I didn't know that until I invested in Jasmine's Mastermind last year, yeah. which was game changer. Because when you meet people, like they're my closest friends, when you meet people that are on the path of chasing bigger dreams than you are surrounded with, like maybe in the small town you're in, small uh, minded people that may be like around you, all of that is, it's just a game freaking changer. And it's just unreal. So yeah, when I invested in Jasmine's and I like met all my girlfriends, I was like, holy shit, where have they been all my life? If I wouldn't have invested, I was so scared, Keisha, to invest yeah. that much money in a mastermind. Cause I was like, holy shit. I mean, it was $25,000. And I was like, Am I going to make this money back? What is happening? Yeah. And so, but yeah. truly, my podcast evolved from it. My personal brand split from my business evolved from it. My event evolved from it. The speakers that came to my event last year are all from the mastermind. And so, like, yeah. it was like so worth it. So, when I try to explain to people like the magic in the room, and so I'll tell you this too, because like I want to hear your process of like when you created an Empower Her event. Yeah. Uh, was this year two? This year was year two for you for that? Yep. Okay. So, I remember, and I basically, AKA copied you um, with the whole vibe set. Cause you were like, when we walked in, it was like a room with all the vendors. It was like sponsors or whatever. And then you kept the door shut. Like, Why is she keeping the door shut? I want to sit in the front, but I got it. It was like the hype. I understand. And the doors open and the music starts. And I was like, oh, I've never heard this. And so I literally for my event was, I made them door stay shut. They didn't lock. So I had people outside of them saying, you are not allowed to walk in this room yes. until time. We had the sponsor set up. So everybody was like forced to mingle and talk. And then the doors opened and it was like the best hype music ever. And I was like, we need a DJ too. So I literally, after your event, I was like, we're going to DJ too. And they're like, what? I'm like, you've never been to an event with music? And I was like, it just keeps like everything you curated with your event was so thought out in my mind. I mean, to you, I don't yeah. know. I went to like, get your your thoughts on like how you did it but like down to the I asked each speaker what was going to hype them up to walk out to whether I knew the song or not like I wanted them to yeah. be hyped and then like to journaling like the songs that you chose helped me pick the songs I chose because it really made yeah. me think like I was singing but I was like shit like daydream is like a jam for me like it's a song yeah. that like really I belt out in the car I can't sing but it's like mm -hmm. great and I share it on Instagram because I don't care and it's just like makes me it, when I remember you played it and I just like poured into whatever we were supposed to be journaling and all that stuff. So what was your mindset when you because I can about imagine you're a hype girl. So you're like, I need this anyway for myself. Yeah. But um, when you went and picked out those details of like having a DJ, keeping the door shut, like all those little bitty details that people don't think of. Yeah. OK, so I want to answer this in two parts. One, yeah. I actually started thinking about this years before I actually created an event when I started my podcast, where I started to think about like who, if, if I did an in-person event, which I wanted to do an in-person event, like before I had like one download on my podcast, like before I'd even launched it, I knew eventually I wanted to bring them all together. Right. But obviously I couldn't have sold tickets to my first event was 500 women. I couldn't have sold tickets to 500 women had yeah. I not actually had a podcast first and grown that community. But I thought about like who would be the women and like what would be their vibe in the room and how would they connect and how would it feel? And I wanted this like come with me, let's figure out life together type of community, which is what the podcast built. But I pictured women that like 
they genuinely wanted to connect with each other. Like they didn't take themselves too seriously. It was like a wide range of even like what they were wearing. I didn't want them to feel like they had to be like super, super dressed up. But if they wanted to, they totally could. I wanted people like, I just wanted this wide range. So I actually thought about the people and what it would feel like first. And then I was like, what gets me hyped? Like, I love a good surprise. And I love like when people like run in, like if you went to the Saturday morning workout at the event, it's the door shut, right? And then people just like sprint into it. It was like so cool. I'm like, it's so, it just like creates this hype and music is everything, right? And dancing. And then honestly, full transparency, you know, like this, at this year's event, I was 34 weeks pregnant. And when I first um, found out I was pregnant, I had said that I wanted to host an event, but this is right before I found, uh, before I got pregnant, actually, when the Super Bowl happened. So I got pregnant on Valentine's Day last year. Okay. So the Super Bowl was before that. I told one of my girlfriends, I was like, you never see pregnant women on stages. Like, it'd be so cool if I could be visibly pregnant at my next event, which I had already booked the venue for, for that coming up fall. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be like, you just never see women on stage that are pregnant. Rihanna comes out to do the Super Bowl halftime performance and she's pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I looked at my girlfriend who actually was one of my backup dancers when I opened up the Empower Her Live event dressed as Rihanna. And I had said to her, I was like, if I get pregnant, I'm doing that because you never see pregnant women on stages. So like things that I like, I care a lot about representation of the different types of speakers. I care a lot about like people being able to see themselves in that speaker. I also think like, being goofy and like having fun and just like normalizing that like you can be a total goofball and you can also still build a really successful business. All of those types of elements really matter to me. And then the speakers, it has to be a diversity of speakers in terms of like how they like, for example, Trent Shelton, we'll use him as an example. He's one of my favorite people. I've known him for years. He's been on my podcast plenty of times. He spoke at all my events. Love him. But like his cadence and the way that he speaks is like almost like a soulful, like rap style that he yes bucket right and then you take someone like a trained keynote speaker like Jamie Kern Lima who's like so articulate and like has a totally different vibe and then you take like someone who's new like Leah Valencia who literally like she hadn't done tons of keynotes and she's like storytelling and she's hopping around all the like I wanted diversity of like even style um which that really mattered to me because I want people in the audience to think like oh like that person's not super polished and they're making it work and then a song choice and the journaling I had my um, <laughs> Jackie on my team. She was at the producer, like, or she was like in the back with like all the tech guys. And I would cue her journaling music because I was also so pregnant. I was 34 weeks pregnant. So like I could feel when I was running out of breath. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would cue music to do journaling, like making it up as I was going, partially literally because of my current state. Um, yes. Real about it. But I do think, Shelby, like all of the things that you're covering and the way that you think about this as an experience so much more than just like a transactional thing. I've talked to many women that have wanted to host events and they get so caught up in like, just like the speakers or like we were talking about even at my event, like the details, like the napkins, like nobody gives a crap. Nobody's going to be like, Shelby's event was amazing. The napkins were incredible. You should have seen that meal on a napkin. Like nobody cares. They care about how they feel in the room. So that's why I'm so excited for you and what you create in your community because you're, you're like, your eyes are on like the right things, right? Of like, how are people going to feel? And you notice details because you care about experiential things, which is what what so great for people. I'm so excited about this year. Obviously, uh, as we wrap up, I have given very little tea. I'm such a hype girl to the sense of like, I only give teasers. So we've been like drip marketing a little bit. So they don't know who our speakers are yet, which they're going to be so excited. So I'm going to tell you one offline and you're going to be like, holy shit. 
Um, not really. You're not gonna be shocked, but you're gonna be excited. And so yeah. like, I am just, I can't wait to announce to everyone. I'm so excited. This is a big, you know, dream come true. So like literally yeah. after the first event, I was like, what the hell is life? Like, yeah. How am I living this life right now? When two and a half years ago, I was in corporate crying because I hated everything. Literally. Yeah. So and, really- and how you're how you're living it, Shelby, is because you got out of your own damn way to actually take the first step. So for anyone listening in that feels stuck, like it has to just do the first step to give you that dopamine hit and start moving in the right direction. And like, that's why you're here. Well, that's I, I told somebody earlier was when you live and you really walk in the path you were meant to walk in and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. It is so many opportunities open, so many doors that you are shocked, but it's like you are doing exactly what you were meant to be doing and what you're supposed to be doing. So yes, it's hard work. Yes, you have to get out of your own damn way. But when you actually start putting one step in front of the other, it's easier than you would think or imagine that your life could be and that you're creating. So I just like, it's just like a whole freaking dream. Okay. It's a dream. I love but you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this question, just insider scoop. And if you don't want to tell me, you don't have to. Um, are you going to bring your event? I So it's interesting because I, what I love about yours is like, it's market, like it's marketing also. So it is niched enough. What happened with Empower Her, just to be like really honest about this, is yeah. the community got so broad where it's like, I would have 21 year olds, like nurses that are working on a side hustle to like 55 year old empty nesters trying to find their purpose to someone that has a million dollar year business to somebody that's made $10 in their business. Like it was such a wide range of people that it almost felt like it was, it wasn't niched enough at the point that like, I felt like I could deliver exactly what I wanted to. And honestly, full transparency, the reason why I'm not doing it this year is because I didn't know, I didn't want to commit to something like a year ahead of time in this brand new postpartum season of having a brand new baby. I didn't know how I was going to feel. I didn't know what I would want. So I think that I will, I, I know 100% I'll do events again. It will be more specific to a smaller demographic of the broader Empower Her audience because I'm feeling more pulled to talk about business, to talk about things that are like a little bit more in depth. Also, like as a new mom, I feel like I like I can't not talk about being a mom in some regards. So it's like, I feel like I'm evolving to the fact that I can't reach the broad demographic like I used to because I don't feel called to that as much anymore. So it's a very like real-time evolution, especially having a really big brand that has been much more broad. Like Empower Her is a really broad brand, but I'm niching it down, which is like, I'm willing to like have some people exit that I'm not for anymore, that maybe my podcast was their gateway into personal development, that maybe I'm not the person for them anymore. So they get to go find someone else that they can connect with. And I'm elevating my content and elevating my transparency about even business and numbers and talking about stuff because I feel called to that level. So yes and no is the answer. (laughs) No, I love that because, okay, so when I applied for your mastermind, full, again, transparency was, I don't really know what it's going to be about. Like, I don't really know how she can really help me because I don't know because you were broad, but I also was a true fan because I was like, she inspired me to do everything basically. Um, And so when we talked though, I hung up the phone and I immediately called the girl that handles like my numbers, my books, and then my business coach. And I was like, I don't really give a shit how much this costs. We're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing because she said so many things like what you have knowledge on is where I'm going. So I'm like, yep. why would I not align myself with her? Yep. Why would I not want someone like that to teach me to get better at events, podcasting, maybe membership, subscription, like whatever it was that I was thinking of masterminds, like whatever it is that's in my future. And like when we talked on the phone, you understood because I had two kids. I was raining. It was like 
yes. AirPods in. I was like, sorry, they're asking for snacks. And you're like, <laughs> you just yeah. made and so like the energy I felt, like when I'm telling you when you find something, everyone listening, when you find something that lights you up inside and that you have the energy like this podcast is giving, I'm like, shit, I need to, why didn't I know you earlier? It's the point of like, you need to do whatever that is because when you feel that fire that is lighting up inside of you in that moment that you're doing something, that is meant that you are on the path to doing what you're supposed to be doing. Preach. And so I just think that when we started this conversation, I was just so excited because I was like, it's Keisha. Oh my gosh. But now I'm like, holy shit, everything you said, I'm like, I've said that. But when people yep. hear her, they're going to believe it more because it's not just me sounding like a broken record. <laughs> it's her talking and it's just, oh, I loved it. So thank you freaking so much for taking the time to be here, talking to my community, giving us the real right. shit that we needed to hear. I'm so excited for the future for you as a mom, as a business, what you're going to be launching. And I can't wait to spill all the deets for DGML 24. So thank you. Can you give everybody a little bit of where they can find you? If you have anything coming up that you want to talk to them about, whatever the case may be, go ahead, girl. I love you. I'm so honored to like be connected to you. I just love your spunk, your zest. Like you truly give a shit about people. And it fe- it's just like, I feel it so much that I'm like, I will hype you up and support you in whatever way I can. And I mean that. So thank you. Um, my podcast is called Empower Her, which we've referenced a couple of times. You can find me at Keisha, K-A-C-I-A, Get Mary on Instagram. Tricky name, just type in Keisha. Um, my husband and I are going to be restarting a real estate podcast soon for people that are interested in that. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have a funny dynamic, really different personalities. So I think that's going to be really fun. Um, And then as far as like what's coming next, it's a big TBD. So like come connect with me on social and just buckle up because I don't even know what's coming next. So let's all do it together. Um, But thank you so much, Shelby. I appreciate you, girl. Okay, cool. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like it, please share, comment, leave us a review. And until next time, let's freaking get it. And that's a wrap on another episode of Damn Good Content Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like, share, comment, leave us a review. And until next week, let's freaking get it.